What is going on, everybody? My name is Carlotto. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Hero Strider Podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally have a bit of a chit-chat about all things film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I am good. Yes. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> that was very... <laughs> I've, I've done my job. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back now, just lay, take Just chill off. for the rest of the podcast. No worries. Um, so today is going to be a big day. It's one of our very special movie review kind of spoiler special kind of shows. <laughs> Absolutely it is. That's what we said before the podcast started. I was hoping the show episode actually be called that. Oh, super I'm review. That super, uh, super. But what is the review on? <laughs> it is on X-Men Dark, Dark Phoenix. Or is it Dead Dark Phoenix? No, it's just Dark Phoenix. I think it's just Dark Phoenix. Uh, we... We watched it there earlier on in the week, and I feel like we had to do a review on it because it's a superhero movie, and we kind of had this thing where you have to kind of review every superhero movie that comes out. Yeah, and we got opinions. We got we got well, not strong ones, but no. like opinions. We got mild feelings. <laughs> mild feelings that we will tell you in a mild way. I mean, I suppose we're very mild. What can you do? Um, okay, so before that though, we have uh, some. What's the word I'm looking for? Admin to get to. Admin? Admin to get oh, to, right? Lord. <laughs> I'll see you later, lads. You can deal with this. <laughs> so, we're going to start off with some other pieces of news. And first of all, Wolverine. Wolverine. I wanted to start off with this because this is... Uh, we always hear about like casting for Wolverine. Oh um, yeah, like dream casting. Dream casting. Who stuff could like replace that. a huge jacked man? A huge jacked man, indeed. Right, the Australian beloved. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this week, I think I came, I came across one of the most perfect casting that I'd never even considered. Oh. Jason Momoa says he would love to play Wolverine Holy in fuck. a Wolverine movie. Sean, I'm always starting off with this because I read the headline and went. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, holy shit! Tots. Like, okay, it would be great. Mm. But he's too handsome and too tall. Oh, that's good. It's good points. Like Wolverine is this stocky, brute, mangy animal dude, <laughs> and Jason Momoa looks like that. <laughs> Jason Momoa has the look. He has just he's built like yeah, one, you know, like look. Hugh Jackman is like six two. Yeah. And he played Wolverine. He's a huge jacked man. He's a huge jacked man. It's so in his sure, name. Like, and I would fucking love to see Jason Momoa do it. Yeah. But it's it's a weird thing as well, because it's, it's one of the casting decisions that the internet would simultaneously love it, but comic book fans wouldn't know how... Would, wouldn't know how to feel because they'd be like no Wolverine is four foot nothing yes and he's built like a fridge turned sideways I just I read this headline and I just thought like I read it and I was like oh, that's that seems amazing and like you said it seems amazing and then on the, on the surface you're like oh yeah perfect yeah immediately but I wanted to bring this up because I just like to throw ideas at you for Wolverine because we don't know who's playing Wolverine next it's no it's a really tricky cast it's a very tricky cast you don't really want to replace Hugh Jackman because he's like the most perfectly cast comic book character especially Logan after Logan it's going to be hard to recast him yeah so I always like to bring you with any sort of news in regards to who could replace Wolverine Jason yeah. Momoa I, what were we going to say Jason Momoa would be a good Craven the Hunter oh very yes wouldn't he yes imagine don't. that like the le- the leopard pelt vest and he'd have to be topless all the time absolutely and I'm not saying people would complain about that not, not <laughs> me anyway because <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of shirts 
<laughs> not because you find them attractive. No, I just uh, I'm just deadly afraid of t-shirts. Just collars do something. To oh, me. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jason Moore would love to play Wolverine. He came out and he just was like, someone was like, "Would you play Wolverine?" He was like, "Yeah, all right." Fuck yeah. He's, he's just a pretty chill dude. So and the guy like, in the crowd said, "My man." <laughs> Do you think he has a contract thing that he has to say that in every movie? From I hope on? so. I really hope so. Did like, he say it in Aquaman? I can't remember him saying my man in Aquaman. I don't know. My trident. Mm, my trident. No, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't. It too has, many syllables. It has to be my man. And it has to. He has to look at somebody lovingly while being carried in the air. Yeah. And just look at him and go, Mommy! Oh, do you know what he said, actually? What? Batman! <laughs> he did! Aquaman! <laughs> there, there you go! Almost like that's his name! <laughs> um, so yeah, Jason Momoa is in the hunt for Wolverine. We will keep you updated on any sort of news in regards to that. Um, we still had no perfect casting for that. Daniel Radcliffe was the name we threw out. If he got real jacked, I'd, I'd like to see it. If he turned into huge Jackman, we would like to see that. <laughs> um, so, we're moving on to something that I think is both pretty cool, but could also be bad, but it's probably going to be good. Okay. Quentin Tarantino confirms that his potential Star Trek movie will be rated or show. Okay. So, Quentin Tarantino has... It's rumoured that he's signed that. I'm pretty sure he's signed that. Um, but... He's going to be directing the next Star Trek movie, and he has said that it's going to be rated R. Rated R. Star Trek. Thoughts? I mean, it's interesting to see, because Star Trek was always this... There was huge stakes, but it was like PG-13 yeah. kind of thing, so it would just be like a lot of judo chops. <laughs> yeah. And Mr. Sulu in a sword. Of course. <laughs> but see... He judo chopped with the sword. Oh. That's death immediately. <laughs> oh, just instant death. Uh, see, which way is it going to be rated R? Like violence? Or. Because Kirk fucks a lot of aliens. He does. Like, how detailed is he getting there? <laughs> it's just a 45 minute sex scene. Oh, God. With, the alien. with various, like, species of aliens. And every other scene is PG 13 of just general violence that you never see anyone getting every, caught. Every other scene is, like, rated G. <laughs> <laughs> people are just like punching each other in the shoulder yeah. and then there's just a 45 minute gruesome sex <laughs> like it's bad like fucking hell like like hate fucking <laughs> yeah. he hates himself and she hates herself <laughs> no he hates himself and she also hates him yeah. you would though you would he's a dick are they getting is it like based on any original Star Trek story oh you see there's no other news about like Tarantino is He'll he, just do his own thing. He'll do his own thing, first of all. Second of all, he's normally very secretive in what he's going to do. Yeah. It's not like uh, Star Trek 2. Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan, where they're like, he's not Khan, don't worry he's about definitely it. definitely not like, Khan. I swear, I promise on my children's life, <laughs> he's not Khan. This is the director. I can't JJ. remember. Was JJ directed the second one? I thought it was well, JJ, yeah. yeah. And he's like, I swear. Honest to God, I swear, right? <laughs> no, it's not Khan. Like, you'd be a fucking moron to think it was Khan. It's not Khan. Guys, it's Khan. <laughs> oh, actually, spoiler. <laughs> the movie's called Rat of Khan. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Heard how Khan was in <laughs> Who could have predicted it? By Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> the Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> uh, I would like to see... I'd like to see violent space stuff. You think? Like Tarantino violence, but in space. That's interesting, right? I don't think the original cast are coming 
back. I don't I don't know if that's confirmed. We're not, or not. getting Chris Pine. Like I don't know if it's the Chris Pine Star Trek. It might be just doing an original. But if it is a callback, Chris Pine would be perfect for that. Like well he's perfect for Perfect for everything. Mostly he's Have you seen the man? He's pretty good at what he does. He's a decent Wolverine. You think? He might be a bit old now. Mm. What was he, like thirty nine? Maybe thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna fight me on that. Yeah, I will. <laughs> take the calories. Me and the other pine nuts will <laughs> take you to court over pine it. Nuts. Is he your favourite, Chris? No, not at all. No, he, he, That's Hemsworth. Hemsworth is your favourite. I'm a Hemsworth. I mean, I think. I think I'm an Evans man. You're an Evans man. I'm an Evans man just because he's actually Captain America in real life. <laughs> yeah, true. If you just follow him on Twitter, he's just like, this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be nice. <laughs> but it's just on Twitter. In yeah. real life, he's a dickhead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Star Trek 4, it says. So it, I'm guessing it is a continuation. a continuation. That's cool. I like their mixing it up mid-series. Um, he says that there is a script that Tarantino has come out and said there's a script that exists for now I need to weigh in, weigh in on it but we've not been able to do that yet so once again it's just a Tarantino way of we're working on things yeah. but um, this is interesting though because will he be Tarantino about it or will he go the way of Guy Ritchie and what did Guy Ritchie do Guy Ritchie did like Snatch and a bunch of like gritty gangster movies mm. but then recently now he's doing Aladdin yeah, he's lost his edge. But that's because he, I think he was remaking the same movie for a few years. Fair. And then someone called him out on it, and he's gone the complete opposite way. Of ju- He's just leaning into, I'll do whatever makes me money. Yes. Maybe. But he did uh, Man From Uncle. Which is perfectly serviceable. Perfectly serviceable. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't, you don't get like a, a, a feeling of Guy Ritchie from it no it's like a it's like a vibe or a mood in the yeah. movie like a Tarantino movie You're feels like, like a Tarantino yeah movie. so it's it would be it's unique that he came in on the fourth one yeah like the, that universe is already set up it's already built but he's coming in completely fresh and he can remake it however he wants kind of like uh, Taika Waititi did with Thor exactly yeah I think but I think Taika Waititi works better in that in that it's light hearted Rather than, if you have three movies of PG-13 and in the fourth one people are getting fucking decapitated. Oh, you're saying it's harder to go the other it's way. It's harder to go the other way to people are like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, and that is a more drastic shift. Because yeah. Thor was like, it, it went from Shakespeare to Taika Waititi comedy. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, but going from, you're right, PG-13 to bloody murder. <laughs> yeah, and 45 bit of sex scene. Oh, with an alien. I would say 44. 44. <laughs> <laughs> the 45th is for the cigarette <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah so Tarantino has signed off for Star Trek um, and he says it will be rated or I mean I think this could be amazing or it could be maybe you should have just rebooted it yeah I think it might be a soft reboot kind of thing I wouldn't be surprised if we got like Picard okay in this like you, you know a passing of the torch kind of thing Patrick Stewart Patrick Stewart yeah. get Patrick Stewart to do, get James McAvoy to do it that'd be fucking amazing 
<laughs> oh man so we have uh, Alden Eidenreich who has to replace Han Solo yeah. or has to replace Harrison Ford Harrison. every movie every movie is ever and James McAvoy should go through all of Patrick Stewart's library and just replace him yeah Fassbender should do it and Fassbender should do it just randomly these recastings should just take over this actor's life that would be fucking amazing I would <laughs> love that <laughs> but he's in like he's got full head of hair oh yeah nobody mentions it but He's just, he's the right man for the job. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on to something that I know you love. Oh. Gladiator. Gladiator. Yay. I hadn't seen it for years and years and years. You then it. I watched it at Christmas. So, this was one of those movies that was very big, but you hadn't watched it. And I want to ask you a question. Why do you host a movie show, Sean, if you've never seen any movie ever? And I said, because I met you in a McDonald's bathroom. <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> um, new details emerge about Gladiator sequel. Oh, okay. Gladiator. Uh, oh, there's something nearly there. Gladi, <laughs> yeah, two, two, er, tour, tour, a tour. It's like fantastic, but Gladi yeah. tour it doesn't quite work, but we'll manage it. So the glad they're doing going to be doing a Gladiator sequel. Now I know what you're thinking. That's going to be quite difficult. I was thinking, yeah. Because I would say one of the main characters, no spoilers for Gladiator, Mm -hmm. he's not really living anymore. He's very not alive. Very not alive. Um, Nor is his wife or son. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Um, But they are going to be doing a Gladiator sequel. We once asked, who is this for one and what's it going to be about two? And so the rumours have come out that this movie will actually take place 30 to 40 years after the previous movie. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the last Gladiator saw um, <coughs> Russell... Some guy called Russell. Russell. He he may have died. He's, his heart stopped beating for a little bit. For a little bit. We don't know has it restarted. <laughs> we don't know. We haven't seen the end of that, but we do know <laughs> he was not beating when we left him. That's, but that's all we know. <laughs> um, and so odds are neither of them are coming back, him or Yakin Phoenix. Oh. It's going to be tough for the two of them. Uh, then again, there's a sequel script out there uh, with Maximus also getting superpowers and him going through time and basically killing a lot of people. Oh that my was the gosh. original idea for the sequel. Like That's, the end credits of Deadpool. Yeah, so him going through time and just fighting people because okay. he's been given the gift by a god. Like Highlander. Yeah, <laughs> the exact same as Highlander. <laughs> Um, so um, they have now said that there's a real chance that it could be 30 to 40 years afterwards they have no other information on it Mm -hmm. does anyone care if it's not Russell Crowe I think it'd be better if it wasn't Russell Crowe well well, yeah because then you would have to explain how he's still alive but you mean in general in general just having Russell Crowe attached to a project Uh, now the nice guys it's a great movie. I haven't seen The Nice Guys. Oh, come on. You haven't seen anything. <laughs> I haven't seen many of Russell. I've, se- I've seen Noah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that movie where uh, the flood comes and everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's great. pretty good. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gladiator sequel. Good or a bad idea, Sean? I think if they are doing a time skip, that's a good idea. But no, I think that's no. a terrible idea as well. Well, I'm watching Vikings at the minute, right? Right. There's a whole bunch of shit in that that they'll just skip 10 years and it's just all, all the things that you have seen are now causing the conflict. 
So it's like you killed him, so we're raised. We've been raising an army for ten years, right? And now we're gonna go fuck you up. Same actors. Same actors aged up. Okay. Yeah, like their their makeup and stuff is amazing in Vikings. Okay. So. Uh, but there's one dude he joined when he was like he's eleven in the first season, and we're watching him now, and he's playing like a thirty or forty year old man. <laughs> no, he's he's about same child. <laughs> same no, he's about twenty something now. Right. Uh, but they can just age him up with makeup and stuff. But I would like to see, like, a fucking... I know, a long-lost son of Maximus, who's now raised an army against Rome. And he's fighting them. He's fighting them. Like, he's a gla- he's not a gladiator in the pits, but he fights like a gladiator on the battlefield. Oh, he's on the streets. On the streets. <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> on the mean streets of Greenwich. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Greenwich. Um, I think... This idea for a Gladiator sequel, first of all, leave well enough alone. Not everything needs a sequel. That's a very good point. If as well. ever there was a movie that did not need a sequel, I think Gladiator might be it. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to do the sequel, I feel like this has vibes of Pompeii about it. I was just thinking Pompeii. <laughs> but uh, there's an argument to be made there that just don't call it Gladiator 2, just make another film about Gladiators. Yeah. And it's le- did never mention Russell Crowe. Never, not once. Right. Like, b- or if you do mention him, mention him has like a legend. There's a legend of the gladiator pits, Maximus, yeah. De- Decimus Aurelius. Absolutely, that would be a good way to do it. Or be- make Ben Hur again. <laughs> ben Hur again. Yeah. Seven hours long. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but there's a danger of it ending up like Pompeii and that's the worst thing anyone could ever do oh. I went to the cinema to see <laughs> did Pompeii did you actually? <laughs> I paid money for that movie oh, I remember that was during the time of like we would just go see everything yeah like any movie that came out every week you just go to the cinema and just go see something there was something uh, there was always just something it didn't matter how bad it was but one week I've seen um, what's the Adam Sandler Kevin James movie where they're all together Oh, uh, grown ups. Grown-ups. I've seen grown ups two in the cinema. Oh lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some real shit. <laughs> but, uh, we were to see Pompeii, and I remember uh, we were all home, and I was just like, "What are we going to see?" Oh, Pompeii, and I just like looked it up, and it was like one star everywhere. And I was like, "All right, oh, fine, we're going to see this." So we're into. <laughs> and then yeah. I I remember watching. Wasn't them. John Snow and that Kit Harrington Kit Harrington did yeah. that and it, he, Game of Thrones was massive at the time yeah and so they just threw a bunch of money at him. and Kiefer Sutherland's in it he is in it yeah oh, he's man. evil he's the baddie except surely the volcano's the baddie in Pompeii it is the <laughs> villain of the piece yes <laughs> I don't they survive no they very much don't do they, survive do they die they die they, they start Spoilers, I guess. Spoilers for Pompeii there's in the a, movie. Like, there's a wall of lava coming at him, and yeah, they just start there would kissing. be for lava. <laughs> start, kissing. start kissing, and then the end credits is them as statues. Oh, that's yeah. very romantic. Very romantic. <laughs> the heat coming from between those two people. <laughs> oh, it, it it destroyed a city. Yeah. Um, the, Pompeii. Sorry, we're on Pompeii. Go on, now. Please Pompeii is a very good book. As well, actually. Is there a book? The book is amazing. All right. Uh, it's because you follow this dude. He's in charge of the aqueducts. Right. And he's the one person that knows that it's happening because all the water is full of sulfur. So it's him trying to convince everyone that something is going See, on. I, d- I don't know if I like that. Well, first of all, I don't like disaster movies in general. Yeah. Um, I don't think I like the idea that, like... See, the volcano erupts. 
Like you're all dead. It doesn't like there's no stakes because like y- the volcano's gonna win. Yeah, like, like you need warning and then time to get away. And you, if, you're not beating this. And even if you do get away, it's just you running to a different place and everybody else you know is dead. Yeah, your life is gone. There's there's no happy ending to a movie called Pompeii. <laughs> but they could kiss in front of lava. Of course, of course. How romantic. Make Pompeii 2. Oh, I think Pompeii 2 would be great. Jon Snow is a time traveller. Just no statues. Statues. <laughs> just follow just, the statues. It's them in a the museum, but they're actually still alive. Oh, shit. In the statue. And, like, they don't really like each other anymore. No. The, the love has gone out of their eyes. The, the heat is gone. <laughs> the heat is gone. Um, okay. We're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is. Did we even talk about that? last piece of news uh, bad Gladiator bad idea for bad a sequel idea. yes um, a sequel that might be a good idea oh but I have a I have a a problem with this I don't believe you A Quiet Place 2 oh, uh, t- uh, oh no I'm not no don't try one. don't try <laughs> the I is like the Roman numeral for 2 there you go good stuff A Quiet <laughs> Place <laughs> don't say that in front of the monsters <laughs> A Quiet Place (laughs) And I'm dead Uh, A Quiet Place 2 Will go into the monster's origin Is the news Ah fuck And Sean here's the problem that I have come up with Right We have a long standing rule in this show We do That we don't like horror movies Or movies that pick a monster and then they go into the origin of the monster because, like, we give a shit about where the monster came from. That'll make him more scary, surely. No, no. <laughs> the more you know, the less scary, surely it is. Oh, you're right, yes. Yes. So, we would be hypocrites if we were not to attack A Quiet Place 2 for doing something similar, even though A Quiet Place 1 is one of our favourite movies of the last Abs- three years. And we we both have a big crush on John Krasinski. A very handsome man. Very handsome man. That beard, though. <laughs> So, so let's Sean, get into this. Please, as a hypocrite, what do you think of this idea? I support him in all he does. <laughs> it's a fucking dumb idea, isn't it? <laughs> Damn it, we have to be mean to John Krasinski. All right, we're going to do this. Okay. okay, come on, Mr. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, okay. The, it would be more interesting to see what happens after A Quiet Place 1. That's a very diplomatic way of saying this is a bad idea. It is a very bad idea. Yeah. Because are we now? Okay. I no. I'm I'm full on. I'm going to give benefit of the doubt for some of this. He has if, earned if, it. If we see how the world falls. Okay. That's interesting. But no, I think they're going into how the monsters came about. Because if you go into how the world falls, you have to go into why the monsters are there. Hmm. You can't just start it on, like, day three of the fucking monster invasion. You could, though. You could, but I think what they mean is day one. Day or, one. Or day minus two. But, I see, you could do it, like... My favourite film is 28 Days Later. Yes. And in the first five minutes of that, you get the origin of the virus. And then it's a week or a month into it. 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, a week or a month, 28 days. <laughs> a few days, I'd say. A couple of hours, I man. I can't quite put how many days it is, <laughs> but it's a few. Be 28, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, but, like, you you just see everything's gone and it's one dude learning to survive in this new world. Mm. Do you get me? Yeah, no, I get you. So if you, if you found the right character to follow... 
So you can't follow that family anymore. No, and it, you'd be better not to. No, I think that I think their story is told. Their story is told, and, and it was very well received. It was very well received. We're not going to give any spoilers for a quiet place. No, that's a film I will never give a spoiler for. No, that movie is amazing. It's so good, but uh, I don't think it should be an origin film for the monsters. It should be an origin film for the disaster. Yeah, but like. I think what you were right at the start, though. I think it's more interesting if you go after Cause the they, family. There was a bunch of information revealed at the end of A Quiet Place. And then they can use that information... Yeah, to tell another story. To tell another story and try to help the human race. But the conflict is still there with the monsters. Yeah, because I think if you just go origin, like, as we said, day three, surely that movie is just people just being butchered. Yeah. Like, nobody understands what's happening. And people are crying, and once you start crying, you're dead. And then you call out for your child, and you're dead. Yeah. And it's just like it's the happening. It's just millions <laughs> of people just being killed and butchered as the movie goes on by plants. Of yeah. Course. It's 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 um, hundreds of thousands of people being butchered to death until one person just stays a bit quiet one day, and then goes, "Jeez, I haven't been killed yet." And surely that's John Krasinski's character. And but then you can't. Then you have to you go to the family. Yeah. And you don't want to go to the family. Um. It's it's a weird one because there is like I'm I don't think you should tell the story of the aliens but there is a story there. But I think it's scarier if we don't know why they're here. Yeah, and that see, but we're saying that, but that's a quiet place one had that effect, right? It wasn't it was scary because we didn't know what they were. Mm. We also we see them. Like you see those creatures. Yes. Like, it's not one of these films where you never see the monster. But maybe A Quiet Place 2 should be looked at as a completely different film to A Quiet Place 1. If you get me. Like, you wouldn't watch the second one before the first. No. So, if you're watching the first one for the first time, you still get that initial fear. See, here's the thing. Like, this was always going to happen with number two, is that it's hard to replicate that. Yeah. Like, the fear that you have watching A Quiet Place 1... Where you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like, how did these people. I just like the idea that we came into the world and it's established. They have like sand everywhere and they just know not to make any noise. Yeah. Because if they do, they're dead. And you have to. And it's that point is proved fairly quick. It's very quickly, the stakes are immediately shown. <laughs> Nobody's fucking safe here. Not one person. <laughs> but it's. I don't know. Because. And. It needs that that element of recent horror that we both like, mm. which is that it's not gory. It's psychologically fucked. It's yeah, like you are you're scared not because you're like someone's gonna get butchered to death, but you're like someone's gonna die. Yeah, but you're just you're like we're looking out for it, and you're just afraid of what the fuck is going. On. You spend the whole movie going, "What is happening?" Yeah. How, than, how can this happen? Rather than being like, you're an idiot. Why are you splitting up? The murder's outside. Yeah, that's not fun, but the other one is. Emily Blunt is said to be returning with children. Okay. That is... They are okay. signed on okay. to the cast. I think it's set after A, a Quiet, quiet place. place, but they discover what where they come from. It's, is that worse or better? Oh, I don't even know. I don't want that to do with... The origins. No, I... Yeah. Unless, as you said, they use the origins to defeat them, then I don't want to know. 
if there's like some big fucking come to Jesus moment where someone's like their origins are this so that means we can kill them by using this yeah then that's fine and then the big fucking fight scene is them using whatever fucking MacGuffin they have to kill these monsters but like wouldn't it be cool if the aliens somehow were the heroes <laughs> like, you said Emily Blood to the villain fuck no, you no 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 but like that that now this is John Krasinski doing it. I I have faith that he is not going to do a. He's a talented man. Learn the information, kill all the aliens, or kill one alien and they all die. He's not it's doing. not going to be that. He's not going to do an alien convergence situation. Yeah, or, uh, or an Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron situation. Or an Avengers. Or mostly Avengers yeah. situation. Like I think that there will be something new and different in the way that he tells that story. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that actually. See, he has 100%, I, I believe it. He has a hundred percent record at the minute. Absolutely. So we can't not that. Like we're what we're doing here is we're like playing devil's advocate that this could be bad, but secretly, like we're both gonna see it. We like the man. <laughs> we, he I, has so much good faith that I don't think he wants to lose that. No. You, if he was anyway unsure about this, I don't think he'd be writing it. But I'm I'm still afraid that he did Quite Plus One mm-hmm. and he wrote and directed it. Obviously, it was amazing. But I think he's I'm afraid that he's been pressured into Quiet Place Two by the studio. By a studio that's like you're very talented, you could do this, and maybe this was just a one and done. But they're never going to do a one and done. They're always going to be no. Like, there's no one and dones anymore. No, you if you do an amazing movie, they're like, well, figure out a sequel. Like we yeah. can make money out of this. And maybe he says, I don't know where the story goes, because we had several stories of like him going, I don't know where to go yeah. from here with the story. And he had to figure out how to write a sequel. Whereas if the, if, if the movie's just a one and done, that's fine. Sometimes the best movies, Get Out is a one and done. I don't want to see Get Out too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but the, like the whole fucking, I, I don't know what it's, the spirit of Get Out is in us. Yes. Do you know, like it's the same passion and inventiveness, but just in another movie. So just give John Krasinski free reign to tell another story, maybe. If it is studio interference, yeah. is why this is happening. Look, let's just trust him. I trust him. I think he's going to do great. I think it's going to be amazing. Yes, A Quiet Place 2 is scheduled to come out in May of 2020, so next year. Next year, summertime. Less, less than a year. 11, 11 months. 11 months away. Um, okay, very quickly we have to get to this and then we have to get to our Dark Phoenix review. Woo! That's very excited. <laughs> Woo. Woo indeed, John. A quiet Dark Phoenix. <laughs> um, very quickly, I want to get through all the villains rumoured for Batman, the Matt Reeves movie. Now, Oh, I've seen this list. Have you seen the list of all the villains rumoured? We thought... Sometimes there's a ru- there's um, a rumor. Sometimes there's a theory going around that if you have more than one villain in a movie, mm. it's not the best movie. No, you've got Spider-Man three. We uh, had Sandman, Venom, and Sandman and Venom and was Venom. It, was it just the two? Sandman, of them? Venom, and uh, no, um, Green Goblin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was in it as well. James but he, but he had memory loss, but only up to the point where he turned angry against Peter. It was a very specific. It was a very convenient <laughs> memory loss. Amnesia, but very specific amnesia. Um, so we had Amazing Spider-Man two. Amazing Spider-Man two, the exact same problem. Exact same problem. Exact same problem. They looked at Spider-Man three and they said, "Let's copy that." <laughs> There's um, the benchmark. So w- what they've done here is what I worried about is there will be too many villains. 
interesting in the Batman movie but all of Batman's villains are so good they are so good Spider-Man's villains so are good. very good <laughs> I think I think he's got a pretty good role I think Spider-Man's role gallery is as good as Batman's role gallery Batman's probably still one but Spider-Man's Batman's like, is more hardcore I would say yeah Spider-Man's are probably dumber yeah, more fun I would yeah, say. more fun maybe yeah <laughs> they're just beating up a kid yeah <laughs> um, so the rumours of who is going to be appearing in Matt Reeves' Batman movie are as follows. Let's do this. You've got Penguin. Cool. You've got Catwoman. Nice. You've got Riddler. Might be too much. You've got Firefly. A fourth. You've got Two-Face. Seems like the end. And you've got Mad Hatter. Oh, Lars. <laughs> That's six. There is six villains. Six fucking villains. Apparently rumoured to be in this. Now, this only works... Well, actually, I don't even think it works then. I was going to say, if you do something like... Um, Batman Origins, mm. the video game, you know the Arkham series. Yeah, yeah. They did uh, Batman Origins where he spends the night and he has to fight. It's Christmas Eve, isn't it? Yeah, it's Christmas Eve, and all the villains come together and they're like, "We're gonna finally kill Batman, and we're just gonna all attack him at once, yeah. but one by one." So he has to keep running through as like a gauntlet until he just can't walk anymore by the end of it. Which is a fair plan. If you do that in the movie, maybe it could work, but. This kind of... Surely you have to build these people up. Yeah. See, I don't... Origins works because we have a memory of these characters. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, but Origins is a fucking 12 or 20 hour game or something yes, like that. Yes, this is going to be a two and a half hour movie. That, like, that's with a, six villains. That's a lot to pack in. Now, Catwoman... You can get away with her making it. And that's still five. There's still five villains. Yeah, and I, I don't know how often those villains, like, come together in the comics. Um, Do you get me? Penguin would be one to work with other people. Okay. He's constantly... He's normally the guy who pays someone a lot of money to make them do the work. Right. And he's kind of behind it all. Um, Penguin is a mob boss. Like Yeah. Riddler would not work with people. No. He doesn't give a shit. He's better than everybody. Uh, Firefly is just a maniac who just loves burning things, so he's not a great man to be on your team. Yeah, he's like a not an A-list villain either, isn't no. he? No. He's down a bit. Yeah, we'll be doing Hero Zero on him, I'm sure. Oh, excellent. Uh, Two-Face is a character that is normally not very trustworthy at all because he is insane in his own brain, yeah. so how could he be trusted by anyone else? And... But- Mad Hatter is the worst man to be in any team ever <laughs> because he does not give a shit. Two Face has so much backstory, though. Yeah, you have to do like him as the defender of the city, and then gets turned evil, and then is like half and half as like a good guy, bad guy. Yeah, and mental. See, so ah, oh, Matt Reeves, what are you doing? <laughs> I want this to be good so badly. Yeah, like, I think everybody has a load of goodwill. We're rubber pads being cast, and it's just like, you guys, you can do it. Yeah. You don't need to cast five villains. Six. Six. Catwoman, I'm not counting. I think she'll just be a love interest. Okay. Or, like, because in the comic books, they're, like, together now. I think they'll try to reflect the current comic book lore, and so they're kind of working together. Um, Even with five, that's a lot. That is a lot. Now... Does he run the gauntlet? Yeah, that's got to be what they're building to. Like, and is it a case of, like, they actually have antagonist roles? Like, they're actively working against them? 
or that they're just there in the city and he sees them a couple of times I think you could get away with the movie opening with him fighting him fighting Firefly so say yes. the movie starts and you get an instant re- introduction that Firefly is burning down something and Alfred's like Bruce you need to get downtown Firefly is burning some fucking building Yeah. and the very first scene is him kicking the shit out of Firefly or some big chase scene where Firefly's flying around the place and he finally takes him down that's a great introduction but then you 10 minutes later then you gotta introduce Mad Hatter and then 10 minutes after that you gotta introduce Riddler I don't think that works Yeah. I think if you go Firefly and then go Big Bad later on who the big bad has to be Riddler, surely? Wouldn't See, it? Like, I don't know. You have, you have heavy hitters in that list. There's there's three movies in that list. <sighs> <laughs> there's three movies in the list that they're scrabbing into one, which only works if they're all working together to take Legion out the of Batman Doom style. The Legion of Doom style to take out Batman. But even then. Their own downfall will be the fact that they can't work together, which is fair enough. If they do that storyline, I think it's it's hard to do this first movie out. Yeah, and every they're go, people are going to be watching this like a hawk. Yeah. Fuck, Arkham Origins was a good game. <laughs> it was, <laughs> except for that fight against Deathstroke, which is a so bitch. fucking hard. <laughs> it's a bitch of right out of the gate. <laughs> it's like second mission. Yeah, and you have to be absolutely perfect. You're still getting tutorial stuff, like while you're fighting them, <laughs> and you get fucked like fifty times. Like it is bad. Yeah, I it took me like an hour and a half to beat it, and then I was going mental. I was like, I'm not, I'm not playing anymore. I'm like, sick of this. That is the death of New Game Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who are you most excited about this? Mad Hatter, Two Face, Riddler, Firefly, Catwoman, or Penguin? Oh, uh, I. Th- it's either Riddler or Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter because he's never been done. No. On film. Mad Hatter's pretty great. Like he just he, he collects hats. Is that his thing? <laughs> no. And he he hates Batman because he wants his hat. <laughs> he thinks the cowl. Is, he thinks the horns are a hat. Yeah, he just yeah. wants them. No, he that's ironically that's not what he's about. Really? He's um he's. Uh, what's his name? Tetch. Jervis Tetch. Jervis Tetch is his name, and he basically has mind control. So oh, he has sick. like little cards that he can put in people's. If he if he attaches the card, he like can make basically control you. Okay. And he's all about mind control. And hats. And look, he's mad about the hats. He's a mad hatterer. <laughs> Once it rains, he's like, I'm protected, boys. <laughs> and then he laughs at everyone, watches them get colds. <laughs> yeah. Watches them get colds. Um, yeah, I just wanted to run through that list for everyone not aware of how many villains are going to be in this Batman I movie. I think too many. Too many. I think I think you could be right. When is this coming out? Uh, 2021 or 2020? Oh, I think it's 2021. Might be 2021. Okay, so you have a couple of, you have a year or so to to fit all those villains in. That's how, this movie's going to have to be like three hours long. If it has to be, it has to be, but make it good. Also, Dave Batista said he'd love to play Bane. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Holy fuck, I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> I read that I thought there's only one man I need to tell this yeah that's so good Dave Batista as Bane that's all I'm throwing out there lads I'll, I'll fund that yeah he would be great he would be amazing uh, I mean adopted the darkness they, they have room for one more villain I think seven they? I think you can yeah. crack out magic seven. number seven the big boy himself <laughs> throw him in um, okay Sean we gotta move on to the to the mid event to, to the headline act to the headline act to the phoenix of the dark 
This dun, is dun, dun. X-Men. This the is Swallow Phoenix. Boy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene, Sean. <laughs> right. Okay. So, this is a spoiler special discussion. We're, it's called Spoilers from the Start. Spoilers from the Start. Do not even bother if you've not seen the movie. Because we just... We realise that we're too dumb to go non-spoilers. We can't... Yeah, we're not able to dance around it. And any time we try... We just end up being like, the visuals were very good. <laughs> yeah, it was great cinematography. Oh, and the, they certainly had sound. And we have to pretend like we know something about cinema. We yeah. don't. We know fuck all about <laughs> Atten. So here we go. Um, <laughs> oh, I, have to get, I have to get my notes out. Sean, where are your notes? Uh, hang on, I'm going to check my bag. Just I might have put them in. So Sean turns up at my house like a little bit. Oh, boy. hang on. Oh my God. Does, yeah, do you I know don't have notes, but I made you this. It's a little egg cup. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> now, on air, on air. Wow, forgot about it. Nope. I uh, I wrote down all my notes. They were very good notes, and they're actually written down quite well. Yeah, but unfortunately, they're not here. No, but on on my bed at home. I should just, yeah, go home and check. Fucking them now, solid so. bucket. I live far away. <laughs> go eat an egg. I can now. <laughs> um, that's very good. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's beach. Some sort of audio platform would be the perfect thing to do this to me on. Um, where do you want to start with the Dark Phoenix movie? It's made very little money, Sean. Oh, okay. It's. Uh, I think I read somewhere it's going to be like a hundred million short of its budget. So they're predicting that it's when it's finished in the global box office, mm. it'll probably make between 280 and $300 million. Jesus. So it, it's a, it'll lose probably $100 million. In a world where a billion dollars is not a hard... not It's not a hard thing to do. It's not an uncommon thing for a no. film to get these days. No, not at all. And a comic book film. Nobody cared about this film at all. It has no. come and went. Any marketing was just wasted. Yeah. Because... The bad... What's the word? Bad vibes? No. Uh, bad fate bad press bad press as well from the last one has basically killed this one it's a combination of Apocalypse and Fox selling to Marvel yeah that have basically just put the death nail for this movie also it's been pushed back about three years (laughs) it's been it was meant to come out with like 2018 2017 when did Apocalypse come out 2017 I think it was 2017 so I think this was meant to come out in 2018 I think so too yeah Fuck. And I have ru- I have news of why it didn't. Oh. So currently, well, I when I was checking it yesterday, this movie was on 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which isn't a, a perfect indicator site. Absolutely not. But, but. Independence Day 2, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, Sean. Independence Day 2 is a film I turned off. Independence Day 2 is quite possibly one of the worst films ever made. It's so bad. So... The fact that this movie is 23% I think is just a case of people were ready to hate it before it came out. Absolutely. This movie is not as bad as everybody is saying. No, it's not good. No. But it's certainly not unforgivable. No, not in any way. Like, Like like Apocalypse is awful. Like, that movie is... I, see I still have a bit of like there's there's some stuff in Apocalypse that's alright I think I think there's like five minutes of good stuff in Apocalypse <laughs> and like an hour and a half of shit right that's fair I think in this movie you have like 40 minutes 20 minutes of really good stuff yeah 20 minutes of pretty grand stuff the rest oh. is just shite 
but it's just so by the numbers. It's yeah, it's just you can kind of rattle it off. It's yeah. just, it, you know where it's going. It's certainly the best film adaptation of Dark Phoenix that we've ever got. <laughs> yeah. It is better than the last stand. It I think is that's it. not as good as the animated series. No. No. But I, that's why I said film. You good stuff. Um So at the beginning, I was kind of excited. Because we see it's Jean Grey and a car with her parents mm. and a bunch of shit's about to happen. But that's quite close to how she gets the Phoenix power in the comics. Or how the Phoenix takes notice so of her. So you know a lot about the Phoenix Force. So you're the man to come to here. What's the story going on? Uh, uh, wait. What, how, do, why, how does her flipping the car give her the Phoenix Force? Well, in, in the comics, her friend is hit by a car. Okay. And Jean goes into her mind to try and save her, but Jean learns what it's like to die. But she's still alive. And that fucks with her head so much she releases a blast of psychic energy and the Phoenix Force takes notice. Right. And then, like, watches her through as she grows up. See, now we're all learning, right? You know? <laughs> so when I, I thought, like, that was going to happen and they were just going to use one of her parents instead of her friends. But that's very hard to do on film. To show that she's sending out a... A mental wave. They're dealing with concepts in this film that they should be able to do that, okay. I think. Okay. That's just, that's what I'm putting that's out there. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. And then she rocks up to the X-Mansion because her mother dies. First of all, you don't want to first oh. do it. First thing that night. Go on, no, what were you going to say? No, sorry. Her parents die in the car crash. <laughs> um, the first thing that annoyed me was they should have showed the title Dark Phoenix thing just after the car flips. Yeah. They go back to the, to the hospital and they're like, everything's going to be okay, buddy. And then they show Dark Phoenix. Yeah, like, that was a weird choice. Show her flip the car and show like, oh, this kid's fucking evil. X-Men Dark Phoenix, big title logo, but, you're done. But even, the, like, that's not Dark Phoenix. That's just, she's really strong psychically. Yeah, but even if, it, there's no point in going, holy shit, her parents are dead. Oh, wait, no, everything's fine. James McAvoy's here. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. <laughs> that was the first thing. I was like, who edited this? This is bad. Yeah, James McAvoy does a fucking great performance in this film. We'll get to the James McAvoy and Fastbender. Yeah. They're working their little hearts out here. <laughs> They're doing um, the best. So, it goes from that to the, X, the X-Men going to space. Yes, which I... The, do you want to go through this whole movie? I don't think we really need to... No, but I think we'll hit the beats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that X-Men in Space thing was sudden, I felt. I thought it was a good start. I thought I liked... I, at the start, I was like, oh, this is this is a fun romp. I knew they had to go to space anyway. Yeah. So I was like, right, just get this fucking space. Um, there's a very blue team. There's only six of them and three of them are blue. Three of them are blue. <laughs> but I felt like this th- this happened so that... Okay, first of all, having the Challenger disaster, that's a good way to get them to space. Yes. It's a good way of getting the government on the X-Men side and showing all of that. I get that. I just think it was too much of an excuse to put Jean Grey in space. They needed if something. You, like, Beast is even saying, I don't think... That the, the ship can handle it. Do you know? But they were just like, it'll be fine. <laughs> and, it, and then it is fine. It's grand. Like, it shouldn't be grand. It shouldn't be. It should be her holding the ship together. Like, using her brain. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's like the, it's, That's what I wanted. Yeah, it should be a face X going, no, you're fine. Fucking get into space, you little kid. Slaps him on the arse. Go on now. <laughs> Go on. Get out of there. <laughs> Go on there now, you ha. You're so bad. Also, I hate beasts in this film. Uh, Nicholas Holt is... He is not the Kebo's charismatic man in that role. No. 
but also just the character of Beast. He's not great. He's done dirty in this. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. Professor X is Yeah. Kind of, like, what did you think of Professor X? I liked the concept of him being so enamoured with being famous that he lost sight of what he wanted to do. Mm. I liked the concept. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they did it well. I don't know if that char- like from what we've seen of that character, I don't think that checks out. See, I don't think it's who he is as well. No, it's, and it's never the Professor X in the comics. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like the concept, but I don't think the pay- it's a payoff to anything we've seen. No, he's he just wants to help. Yeah. Right? And fair enough, he'll go about it in the wrong way sometimes. He's not immune to making mistakes, but he's never he never wants to be a celebrity. No, because at, the, in, at the start of this movie, he's like all about the president and like he's getting a medal. He's going to dinners and everything like that. Yeah. I like It doesn't check out. Even what we've seen of that McAvoy, Professor X. Yeah, he never gives off that impression. No. In he, any of the movies so far. He will, like he was, a, he was ready to let himself die in Apocalypse. I forgot what happens in Apocalypse. But yeah, doesn't he like want to sacrifice himself? He wants to sacrifice himself. Oh, yeah. He he decides to get in a mind fight with Apocalypse. Oh, of course, a mind fight. Yeah, <laughs> the end to all great movies. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's a very selfless man, and it, to see him being oh, I'm a bit, oh, just the president on the phone. Yeah, it's just a bit weird. It was very Adam West with his big red phone and the mayor and Righam. Yeah, the hotline. Yeah, what the, the fuck hotline is up with to that? the president. And then he gets like, he turns into like a scorned boyfriend or girlfriend and they're like, this line will no longer work. He's like, how dare you? I need to tell him this. <laughs> I need to tell him. Me and my boyfriend, the president. <laughs> so Gene up in space, uh, fucking, uh, she holds the shuttle together. Yes. So that Nightcrawler can get the last dude out. But then she absorbs all of the solar flares. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure you can actually see solar flares. That's another thing. Uh, Mm. Another thing. How does Storm's power work in space? Good point. Mm. Is Storm needed in this movie in any way? She does some cool stuff. Cool stuff is different from useful stuff. Very true. Um, I would say Storm is an incredible character. You can go multitude of ways with her character. Yeah. They decided to not use her in any way. No. She's just grad. She can use thunder. <laughs> Even to the point that Professor X says near the end. You're not needed. Fuck off. You're not coming with us. <laughs> yeah. like, and there's a beast that's like, I need the backup. No, Cyclops. Cyclops like, I need the backup. I'm like, sure, like the two of you. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking all. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they come back from space. She's full of, she's full of the Phoenix Force. Yeah. And they're like, you're grand but you're not grand (laughs) so then how does she end up oh she discovers that Professor X placed a mental block in her mind to convince her that her father was dead but he's actually alive but her father gave her up because he couldn't deal with her after she killed her mother on accident I think that makes sense though that's an in- yeah, it's an interesting thing to do. As a, yeah, it's an interesting way to bring that Phoenix Force out. That like if if it was just Jean Grey and she talked about it logically, she'd probably be hurt for a little bit. Yeah, she'd be like, okay, I understand what you did, or she'd go talk to her father. Mm. But I think the Phoenix Force is like inside her, be like, people should respect us more. Yeah, we're, we're the fucking baddest bitch around. Why the fuck is he thinking he can do anything? Yeah, she just feels like she has no control yeah. over anything. No, things are just happening. Yeah. 
So, oh, I've knocked all the pop vinyls. <laughs> oh, God, Spider Man! Oh, he's Spider Man and Batman. He's look, they're looking rough, lads. But anyway, not that this film wasn't engaging. No. <laughs> so they go to Jean's old uh, childhood home. Yeah, and this is uh, then the scene breaks out that Jennifer Lawrence says, "Fuck all, y'all! I'm going home." Yeah. <laughs> she does. She's done with the makeup. She's sick of it. She's she, said, talk to you after, lads. Jennifer Lawrence is an amazing actress. Yeah. Probably gets a lot of hate in Hollywood. Uh, probably unneeded, I think, though. I, it, think, I think people always look for someone to yeah, rag I, on. I just think she's a nice human who just... Who, she's grand. Who just got really famous really quickly. And it's just, she's just trying to deal with that shit. But she's really good. In, in normally in most movies yeah Apocalypse she kind of folded in this one she really folded in but I, uh, yeah I think she was tired of this though oh she's done completely like and that, you can't blame her no that makeup is no, no crack to put on <laughs> you can see even the blue differences between Beast uh, what's the guy who can disappear Nightcrawler Nightcrawler Beast Nightcrawler and her Beast and Nightcrawler are like a dark shade of blue she's like a light light shade of blue yeah. because clearly her makeup was done in like 10 minutes yeah and I think a lot of it is it's just a, a bodysuit now that she puts on yeah so can't blame her Um. so yeah she gets uh, Kilimanjald Kilimanjald she gets stabbed through the chest yes with a piece of wood no a spike a fork yeah it's a fork fork lift Uh, did that affect you in any way did you give a shit no I've seen it in the trailer (laughs) (laughs) it was in the trailer it was just it just happened and it was another thing that just happened to move the plot along yeah she just kind of gets sacrificed with no kind of weight yeah and fucking Professor Beast is about to tase Jean Grey yeah and Professor X is like nah I want to see what happens. And he freezes them. I want to see them fight. And then mist- let them fight. And then she dies and he's like, oh no. And then he lets beasts go. Yeah. Go on there now, fair play to you. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think that that was their way of like, oh, the Phoenix Force is like so badass. Like it's really strong. I think in the last stand it stood better. Oh yeah, in the last hand it's an uncontrollable nightmare. Like she fucking kills Professor X in the last hand. Now, maybe in storyline wise that made no sense. Yeah. But it immediately sets the stakes of oh shit. Anyone can die. Anyone can die. Whereas we all knew Mystique was not lasting very long in this movie. No. The um She was blue more often than she was human though. Uh, but she was only here for 20 minutes true so she, it's easy to do. It, I think they did all the blue scenes in like a week yeah. <laughs> rattled them all off it's fine so after that she flies away flies away then she runs into well we'll get to the, first, the X-Men okay. have a little funeral for Mystique they do and Nicholas Holt starts shouting at Charles Xavier which is and Nicholas Holt just looks like Nicholas Holt yeah the two of them are acting very weird aren't they that's a weird scene it's a very strange scene it's one of the bad seeds in this movie. Yeah, because Professor X rolls in and he... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry? What did you say? Professor X... Professor X, the paralysed man, rolls in. Professor X rocks up. Rocks up. And he just grabs Better some whiskey. Better use. Whis- he grabs some whiskey. Yeah. And is just like... What he, What did he say to him? He's like... Oh, oh he starts talking about the first time he met her in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, that's a... Oh, that's another thing. Sorry. 
a Beast and Mystique had a conversation a few scenes beforehand and Beast says really on the nose we're the last of the first class <laughs> <laughs> and she should have turned around and said these truly are the days of the future past <laughs> so I this film weirdly felt like it was setting up the new generation of X-Men <laughs> it was setting up days of future past Wait. I mean, yeah, I think it was meant to come... The, the order of these films got switched. All completely well. fucked up. Yeah, but um, Nicholas Holt is like, oh, it's your fault she's dead, Charles. You Sa- fucking little bitch, he says. Then he throws the whiskey on the ground. Yeah. And he's like, say it. Say it's your fault. Like, And then James McAvoy's like, it's my fault? You're damn right it is. Yeah. And, and the two of them are just acting like... They're not acting like they're characters. No. And Beast... This is why I don't like Beast, because Beast in this film is an idiot. <laughs> How so? Because he's he's purely driven by emotion. And he's just out... Like, he is... That, that character is meant to be, like, 40 now. <laughs> I think they're all meant to be, like, 50. 40, 50. <laughs> like, they're old. They're all acting like teenagers. Teenagers are early fucking 20s. Yeah. Which, it doesn't work. Because Beast at that age is this... He's this wise... Like, he looks like a monster, but he's a gentle soul. He's a fucking intelligent person. He's Kelsey Grammer. He's Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Which if in, which in the flashback, he is in Days of Future... Days oh. of Future Past should not be where it is. It has fucked it all up. Yeah. If you bring out... um, If you bring out First Class... Yeah. Then you bring out Apocalypse. Yes. Then you bring out this movie. And then, and Days, then of Days of Future Past. That makes a lot more sense. Recast everything, it's fine. That's done. And then it leads into Logan. Yes. Yeah. That's the order it should be in. But because, <laughs> because it's not, everything's fucked. <laughs> yeah. This is in the 90s, by the way. Patrick Stewart is in 10 years. Yeah. James McAvoy... Looks nothing like Pat- Fastbender. Looks nothing like Ian McKellen. Not at all. <laughs> they both look great. Oh, they do. I'm not saying they don't. No, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart also look great. Um, the one thing that stood out to me, I see, like we're going from scene from scene here, and then she meets Jessica, Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that whole fucking. Plot. Here's the thing. That's the worst thing. Jessica Chastain is an amazing actress. She's amazing. She's like one of the most talented actresses in Hollywood. She is awful in this film. The character is awful. The, character- the plot line is awful. Can anyone tell me what is her name? Vux. Vux. I think so. What's the what's what's the name of that race? The the Jari. The other than you. The Dabari. Who other than you? How many people do you think knew that answer? No one. <laughs> Nobody. I watched the movie. I didn't know who they were fucking in the movie. I'll tell you who they fucking are. They're discount scrolls. That's what I wanted to bring up. So scrolls. We originally talked about two weeks ago that the ending of this was changed. We yes. were we were like, what did they change it to? Like, what was the plot that was changed? Why is the reason that this movie has been pushed back like two years? Well, it's finally come out that originally. Those uh, shapeshifters yeah. were going to be Skrulls. The heroes are one of the heroes in Captain Marvel. Yes. And I think that's very interesting that they were going to do Skrulls and then the MCU and Marvel must have been rumoured to buy out Fox and said, do not fucking use these guys. We have them. We have them now. If you use them... You're fucked, right? We're yeah. never bringing back the X-Men. So they had to keep pushing back this movie and reshoot the whole thing. Fuck. For extensive reshoots because the scrolls were not allowed to exist. 
which it, like it all makes sense now in hindsight in hindsight now looking at them like oh yeah the scrolls the scrolls that makes way way more sense but you would have thought they would have you know Cyclops would have had to fight someone that looked exactly like him there was never a scene like that no and it, it seems prime for that but I guess that's a difficult effect to do on a reshoot yeah see the thing about that is like yeah if you're doing the scrolls they will change into everybody to yeah. confuse you but these people just changed into Jessica Chastain and then just left it they're, they're well, just happy with Jessica Chastain if you could end up as Jessica Chastain <laughs> You're, you're going no higher than that <laughs> I know but like if you're in the middle of a fight scene transform into one of their teammates who's just out of shot who's just out of shot and confused the shit out of them yeah and then stab them in the fucking head I don't know what the fuck to do if I had shapeshifter abilities in a fight that's kind of what you do um, so Jessica Chastain's stuff in this is just her goes, script is she's just an exposition per, like she's there strictly for the one scene with Sophie Turner where they're in the hotel room and she yeah. tells her everything that's happening and is about to happen. And by extension, tells the audience. And tells the audience. And so if it turns, like, wow. Yeah. And we're like, wow. So after that, she goes off to find Magneto? Uh, yes, because she's like, I can't tr- control my power. How did you do it? How did you stop killing people? Fastbender is um, the best thing in this movie. He is. He's by, as usual. Uh, the, the man is just, he keeps giving and giving and giving to this franchise. Like, I think... Um, I was talking to one of our listeners, mm-hmm. Mr. Eddie. Oh, <laughs> First name, uh, but he was saying that the best scene in these movies is him with the dog tags in yes. Apocalypse. And that scene is... That movie is trash, but that one scene belongs in such a better film. It's so many of his scenes are amazing. Where he's like, he's like crying and he's killing all the soldiers with the dog tags because his whole family are dead. And he's in the middle of the woods screaming And he has the, the one bit of metal as his wife's fucking necklace. Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so he's not dog tags, the necklace. The necklace, and he kills them all with the necklace. Yeah, and then he, yeah, he's just screaming and he's just in tears. But in, like, there's so many good, like the scene with him with the Nazis in the bar in first class. Oh, it's amazing. And that tension, and he just fucking stabs a dude in the hand. And he's like, did they say, "Oh, we were just following orders." He's yeah, like, I don't like people who follow orders. <laughs> yeah, I think he has an amazing scene in every. Film. Oh, Fastbender is the highlight of all these films. Like McAvoy is perfectly cast as well. McAvoy is consistently good. Consistent like eight out of ten. Yeah. Whereas Fastbender is always ten. Just knocking it out of the ballpark completely. Um, in this movie especially in that scene when he keeps asking her, "Whose blood is that?" Yeah. Whose blood is that? Um, but the main thing that stood out to me was we'll get to it later on in the fight scene on the train. Yeah. I have a lot to say about Magneto. Me too. He's very good in that. Very um, good. In that. I, I do like this is the first appearance of Genosha in the movies. Right. Is that the lady who's blinking her eyes really? No, quick? Genosha is the island that Magneto is on. Oh, it's like a right. mutant haven. Yes. That he like he, he just set up. You is can, that explained? No, it's never addressed, but it is Genosha. I like that it's not explained. The, yeah, <laughs> if, if you know it, you know it. Yeah, and it's if you don't, it's just I think they even say it him in his mutant uh, rescue place yeah. or whatever so it's kind of assumed that that's where a load of mutants that are there yeah all living together and he offers to bring Charles there at the end of the film yeah uh, so she goes there then the all the soldiers turn up and it's a fight between him and her to hold on a helicopter and he's like struggling like he fuck he and, and she's just like just trying to break it down yeah um, and he tells him get on 
and then get the just, fuck out of here yeah and once they're all on he just throws them <laughs> and I like that yeah that's amazing because he's like he's like the strongest person we know other than Xavier yeah and even he's like struggling against her and she's just not even it's a, back it's, a, it's a great illustration of how strong she is because if he, she's fighting him with metal that's yeah. his thing <laughs> like he is the one dude who's real good with metal <laughs> real good <laughs> um, yeah then they go she meets Jessica Chastain big fucking exposition drop um, and then they're like then all the X-Men and fucking Fastbender I'm just gonna call him Fastbender they're all like yep. fucking let's go kill G Grey and then Hannibal's like let's go save G Grey oh no and Cyclops is being a little bitch boy he's like I love Jean Grey yeah Cyclops teams up with Magneto no, he doesn't. Oh, no, sorry. Fucking Beast does. Beast does. Beast does. Because he wants to fight her. Yeah, he wants revenge. He wants revenge for Mystique. So this is... Again, this is fucking 50-year-old meant-to-be-wise Beast... Yes. ...who wants to kill a child. <laughs> Basically. Kelsey Grammer would never kill that child. Kelsey Grammer would not. In the last stand, Kelsey Grammer had a whole plot about saving a child. <laughs> he did! Like that's Kelsey Grammer. That's fucking. He's a lovely man. Kelsey Grammer. He's a lovely man. My dude. Um. So then they all turn up at the hotel wherever she stayed, and they had a big fight. That's a good fight scene. Decent. Yeah. It's a decent fight scene. Magneto should have been dead. She starts crushing his helmet. Yeah, but then she just stops. She just stops for randomly. I like how he still has that helmet as well. He stole that like in the Cold War. Yeah. (laughs) And what do you think of her making Professor X walk? I was listening to the Weekly Planet, and they said that is a scene that needs dramatic music underneath it. Yeah, because any if the, any other music, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the Benny Hill music, like when he's walking up the stairs. It's a fucking harrowing thing to imagine, but watching it, is, watching it, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean? She telepathically makes him get out of his chair. And he's just looking at his legs like, what are you doing? Well, he's pro- I imagine he's also thinking, could I have done this the whole time? Actually, that's a good point. Is it that it would take up too much of his energy? Probably take up a lot of his energy trying yeah. to make himself walk. Um, but he has a scene in every film where he suddenly gets the use of his legs back. <laughs> every single film. Microphone's like, I'm sick of sitting in that fucking chair. That must be it. You just want to give him some leg action to do. Yeah, he's been working out for ages yes. Um So yeah, that's the big fight scene in the hotel. She eventually, she comes back. Jessica Chastain steals some of her power yeah, but Jean, not all of it not all of it and then Jean is left sleeping and then they all get arrested they all get arrested and get put on a train a big train for the big fight scene at the end I, I like that it's not a regular train I thought it was going to be just a regular train but it's a mutant carrying train this is the 90s Sean where did they get that technology uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because I was watching this thinking there is not one single sign that this is the 90s this could be set in 2019. No, you're right, actually. Even just down to people's outfits. Jessica Chastain is at that party at the start. Everyone's... And the house is just designed like a 2019 house and they're all just wearing 2019 clothes. Yeah. But it's meant to be like 1992. Yeah, where's the fucking... Skate punks? <laughs> and... and I, I where's Nirvana? Where is Nirvana? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, show me some fucking dude in ripped up jeans and a baggy hoodie. I never, wa- I didn't even think about that until the end of the film, but I thought, there's no timestamp. No. Ever. And the, the other films were a bit better about it. I think, yeah, in the, in the last one, even in Apocalypse, they did a lot of 80s They stuff. went to the mall. Yeah, they went to the mall. Um, but, like, 
in this, there's not one single sign. That, that, that could be just reshoots. It could be. But they didn't have time for fucking outfits and shit. They're like, great, it's fine, it's grand. You're, you're there now. Don't worry about it. Um, Imagine. So, then the big fight scene in the train, what do you think about that? Some really good stuff in there. Mm. Some stuff that didn't make all that much sense. <laughs> like? Uh, Magneto does a whole thing where he crushes a train carriage on top of everyone. Yeah. Why doesn't he just do that to Jessica Chastain at the end? Good point. Um, he does have the cool scene which I think you want to talk about I, w- I wanted to talk not even I was going to bring up the, his just his fighting stance in general yeah um, so there's a really cool thing in X-Men uh, is it the first one or the second one when they're fighting Toad when Storm is fighting Toad the first one and but Toad like you look at Toad like he's a joke but he's like really good at what he does yeah because he's grown up all his life just with that power and so you would just develop a skill set with that power. around that power. So like you are the be- you know that power more than anybody else. You're in the fight scene and you're just relying on instinct that you know exactly. Magneto does the exact same thing. He's yeah. the only one in this f- movie who fights like he's had his powers all his life. Absolutely. Everybody else fights because the script tells them. Okay, you do this now, this now. Whereas Magneto's in the middle of the fight. He's just dra- gra- grabbing people's thing. Peep. He's grabbing pieces of metal. And people are trying to punch him. And he's like just putting the metal in front of him. He's putting metal in front of him. He's grabbing shrapnel and using it as a blade. He's grabbing everything just there's, around himself. There's one dude who's he has real strong punches. Yeah. So he puts up a piece of metal. He punches through the piece of metal. And then he, then he moves it, breaks his arm yes. and throws him out of the train. And that was the one part where I was like, that's exactly what you would do. Like it's so seamless. The, it's, and it, he never breaks stride. He never even thinks about it. And no. it's never even explained. He's like, I'm not. He never even says, I, I broke his arm because that's what I was going it's like in a fight scene he's just reacting yeah he just sees metal he just reacts to whatever way to keep himself alive and i think in that train scene that is the best sequence of magneto weirdly in this movie that is not very good that with magneto in that fight scene that is a really great scene it's so good like it's choreographed well there's weight there's weight to every movement yeah like it's not just like he flicks his finger and it moves if the piece of metal is bigger he'll move his whole arm for example the opposite of that is Storm is on top of the train yeah and she's just like lightning yeah. <laughs> lightning kind of Light- happens like, she should have brought in rain fog wind everything just like nobody can see anything yeah just, and, and she's just taking them all out. But that should have been... A, like, Magneto tells Beast to go help Storm. And Beast immediately goes to the top of the train. Beast should have been running through the train, grabbing dudes, throwing them up. And then Storm freezes them. Uses... Yes. Why is she not freezing everybody? Like... like it, it, even if it doesn't kill them, they're I, fucking out of the count they, for a little they bit. They just got the effects of the lightning. <laughs> they're just like, we're just doing the lightning. They paid a lot for that Adobe After Effects <laughs> so, preset pack. As I said, I think Magneto in that scene is the only one who's using his powers to the, yeah. to the maximum ability there. And Yeah, and then towards the end, he grabs every gun in the place. And just shoots them all. And what I was thinking of, she, he has guns behind her. Yeah. And the bullets are going through her. And I was like, oh, he might shoot himself. But then I was just saying, no, he just stopped the bullets. Yeah. And just turned them back on her again. Which is And he just continuously shooting her from, like, millions of different angles. Um, So, on that fight scene, then it's Jessica Chastain and all of her goons trying to get... Yeah. But, sorry, before we get to the end of that fight... Yeah. Nightcrawler. He goes kill mode. He goes full on, like... Yes. It's amazing. He's like, um... The guy from First Class. Azazel. Az- 
Oh, the, the Red Dude. Yes. Yeah, Azazel. Okay. And that is his father in the comics. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. It's it's Azazel and Mystique's kid is Nightcrawler. I did not know that yeah. at all. That is pretty great. Isn't it class? Yeah. But, like, that's how you would fight if you were Nightcrawler. Again, like... Yeah. He knows how to use his power. No, I, I understand him in regards that he's just nice... And he doesn't want to transport behind someone's back and just stand with the fucking spine. Yeah, but he is a pacifist. He's a pacifist, but when the fight breaks out there, he just gets pissed. Because what it was is, do you remember they all came down after saving the space shuttle? Yeah. There's one kid with his face painted blue. I think that's the kid of the guard who told Nightcrawler that his kid used to be a fan. Oh! And then that guard gets killed. Yes! And Nightcrawler goes fucking Now I think you're just putting that onto the movie. Look, if it is that, it's amazing. That's a great piece of scene if it is, but I don't think it is. (laughs) Oh, man. I think it's pretty good that you came up with that, though. I like, yeah, as you said, he's using his power like he should. Yeah. In that fight scene, if he's really pissed, and if you've got a knife... You're just transporting behind people and you're just transporting like 50 times around them. Yeah, and his tail is razor sharp so that's another knife. And he's cutting people's necks. It's so good. Yeah, it's really violent but really good but it's like there's no blood. No, there's no blood it's in any gory. of this movie. And also they're all trees so you can do whatever you want. What are they? Alien? I always, I just thought they were like made of wood. Made of wood? They look like they're made of grassy shit at the start oh. in the forest kind of fibrous st- maybe yeah I don't know what they're made of they have some kind of healing factor anyway and apparently no blood so you can chop them all up they're aliens it's a matter yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah they finally get to Jean Grey and then the train goes off the tracks yeah um, and her and Jessica Chastain have a big fight and she's like emotions make me strong oh, they don't fun. make me weak it was real weird wasn't it's, it it's a really bad script what yeah. did you do and then Jean flies up and explodes yeah, she does. Explodes. She explodes. She explodes. <laughs> and then it cuts, and Beast is in charge of the X-Men. And it's a Jean Grey school? Yeah, they renamed it after her. But it's not... But that doesn't make any sense for Days of Future Past. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. None of these timelines make any sense. And Charles retires. Yes. Goes to France. Yeah. Which uh, I was, re- <laughs> I was really hoping he'd be in that restaurant. and He'd look over, and there would just be Bruce Wayne, and he'd just lift a glass to him. <laughs> <laughs> or he looks over and sees Alfred and Bruce Wayne, and just like, oh, they must know each other. It's like how woman. Magneto shows up and he's like, "Want to play chess?" Yeah, I, I think that was a, a nice way to end it. Yeah, I mean, there's, no, I, I think in a better movie. That's a nice capping way to end it. Yeah. If we got that Magneto Nazi Hunter film that we were meant to get, that would have been amazing. Would have been quite dark. Isn't that what you want? No, I suppose. With that Fassbender, I would watch that. So that is, that's a very quick overview of this movie. So what stood out to you the most? Honestly, it was Michael Fassbender. Mm. It was Michael Fassbender and uh, I I don't know his name, but the dude who plays Nightcrawler. I think he's very good in this film. He's perfect for his role. He's perfect for his role and he can pull off every aspect of that character. Mm. And he'll sit in makeup for eight hours, which is also nice. I The main thing that stood out to me was... Uh, see, I think they're all connected. I was going to say it's very serious. Mm. It's because the whole movie is just so dour. I don't think there's one joke in the whole thing. Oh, Quicksilver has one. Quicksilver, but he gets taken out after the very first scene. 
How's he get taken out again? He gets killed uh, Dark Phoenix He starts trying to attack her And then she just moves Oh yeah The piece of plank And he just gets fucked That's also true But he says that thing at the end Where they're walking oh, slow the down. And the kid's running And he's like Slow down That's good Wow Comedy Because <laughs> he's the quick guy <laughs> I get it um, It's just very serious um, I think That it was a mistake To do a movie that needs this much stakes based off a character that only appeared halfway through the last movie which is the worst received X-Men movie since Origins yeah I think you're right there and uh, just in terms of the character the Phoenix isn't all like Jean Grey was the Phoenix for years before the Dark Phoenix happened Mm. do you get me like she even has Phoenix forces in Apocalypse yeah that's another thing. She like the phoenix of course just appears over, doesn't it? Shaped like a phoenix. It's shaped like a phoenix. Yeah. It's just it's, but it's in her, but it's not in her because they had to have a had fucking space shit. Space. Also, there's a big phoenix at the end. There is. Just it's flying up in the sky in France. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's bunch. never explained. No. Is she the power? Is the power a thing? Is the power in her all along? Or is it from the space thing? Or does the space thing just bring out the power that was in her all along and turn it evil? It's Is Jessica Chastain the thing? Uh, the, like the big rock thing? She's Michael Chiklis, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the new cast just aren't as fun. I just think the writing isn't as good. I don't think the new... I don't like the new cast. I think... But I, what have you seen him do? That's what I mean. So, like, I suppose what you're saying... Yeah, I, I'm watching this. The new cast have only appeared in Apocalypse and this. Yeah. And so I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, like, Sophie Turner, I know her from Game of Thrones. Very good actress. It's a lot to put on her to carry this movie, by the way. And I think she does pretty good. She does great at it, like, yeah. It's like, that's a big role to be put in that you're like, you're going to carry this whole movie. That scene where she's in the alley... She's trying to wash the blood out and of her she's shirt. freaking out. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's a hard scene to watch. I think she's putting it all into this. I think the problem is that, like, the stakes are lowered because nobody cares about these people. Or about this franchise. About this franchise. I think as a, as a, as a collective, we've kind of looked at it and said it's kind of done. Yeah. So it's fine. Um, and I think box office has proved that. And there's no standouts to any of the new characters. Uh, no, like personal standout Nightcrawler for me Nightcrawler but in terms of like Storm like, Storm is meant to be like the leader and Cyclops are meant to be the leader Ty Sheridan is plays Cyclops um, I think he's perfect because he's not very charismatic <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I got to oh, I was watching but I'm sure Cy- he's a lovely man yeah but I was watching Cyclops and I was thinking god James Marsden was better than that yeah do you know <laughs> yeah like he's just kind of he just spends the whole movie they've, they've done Cyclops dirty again yeah and also like the glasses look too big for his face do you think I think he just he looks like a child I suppose dressed up as Cyclops Um, what was I going to say uh, yeah so you have Storm you have Cyclops who else is on the new team Quicksilver's pretty great Quicksilver's pretty good Evan Peters yeah yeah Um, but he's been there since Days of Future Past or yeah he was yeah he was in when they went into the What's it called? The Pentagon. The Pentagon to break my knee. Yeah. Yeah. He was there. So I guess you have a bit more run-ins with him. Yeah. And Beast is there. Beast is not played well. No. 
Uh, I'm really disappointed with people are just acting weird in this movie they're they're doing whatever the plot needs them to do the script just is like right we need conflict yeah so you're gonna just do this what we thought was wrong with Game of Thrones this season (laughs) yeah people just act out of character yeah and just dumb because they're like right we need an action scene in like 10 minutes so you need to call him a little fucking bitch but I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no. You will now, though. You're a little famous. <laughs> um, I didn't have... Yeah, as I said, the fact that the new cast, I don't think people connect with them enough. I think that's why... The, I think that's why the story is let down. Because, I like, think you're right, Your yeah. connection with Sophie Turner isn't as great as it probably could be. Like, Jean Grey as a character, I think, is not very interesting. She but, hasn't been done right. She, but I think her as a character is not interesting, but her relationships with other people are where her interest comes from like it's the same with Superman or Captain Marvel like an all powerful character there's no there's no stakes but if you have good relationships with other people we care about those relationships are the stakes yeah are the stakes so I think Jean Grey works when we care about people around her but she's also let down by the fact that we don't give a shit about yeah. Cyclops, who is her boyfriend. Yeah, who's like her main relationship and, in this. And Storm, who's meant to be her best friend, who I don't think they even talk to each other once in this movie. So either. <laughs> so, like, I don't understand what the, what the stakes are. Like, why do we care? I don't think we do. That's the thing. Yeah, and they haven't given... Like, you're right, they haven't given us a reason to. Like, Jean Grey... Is is in the most danger at the start of the film when she's up in space. But but you know, like she's the Dark Phoenix. She's gonna fucking fight. She's gonna survive. Um, is, she's gonna get to the end. They're gonna stop her. So this is the last of these movies. Yeah. How Probably. long until we see Marvel do it again? Ten years. Ten. People need to forget about these because you you could announce it and there would be people like us who'd be very excited about it. But to the general public, it's another X Men movie. Mm. That's true. Do you know? And I don't think they can ever do Dark Phoenix again. And bring back Fastbender. If you were to carry over one person, I want Fastbender. <laughs> and just because he's Irish. We're not going to choose him just because he's Irish. It's because he's fucking great. Because he's amazing as Magneto. <laughs> James McAvoy's pretty good as well. I would take both of them. Do you know what's fascinating? Is they've only cast four people for Magneto and Professor X. And every single one of them has been perfect casting. What do you mean they've cast... F- oh, as yeah, in the like, two, yeah. Patrick Stewart, James McAvoy, yeah. Ian McKellen, Michael Fassbender, and all four of them are perfect. Perfect casting, yeah, you're right. How often does that happen? Do you think they're going to go tree from tree? Professor X and Magneto... I don't know who you'd cast perfect anymore. Perfect casting again. Brian Cranston. Brian, bring Brian back. He's the only bald actor we know. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> Michael uh, G. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio and Michael Chiklis Vincent D'Onofrio on a wheelchair would be great to the size of the man and Michael Chiklis bending metal <laughs> they're both balls yeah. <laughs> nobody even questions it they're just both balls <laughs> oh man I think I think X-Men yeah was there a re- is there a thing that maybe you could answer this more than me is there a thing that like they had to do Dark Phoenix bef- like uh, for contract stuff not even for context of like why was this like most needed like they had this rebrand of first class they're like we can't end this series without doing the Dark Phoenix franchise I think they were just looking for story like there was a kind of thing of they googled biggest X-Men stories and Dark Phoenix is the very big important X-Men story so they felt the fans want us to cover that but there's other better stories. There's like hundreds and thousands of stories. Or just do an original story. 
do an original story you have I know to say like you have thousands of comic books to choose from You why don't you just take those established characters in the comic books take their motivations of why people like them and then put them in a unique story yeah and also like pick mutants with cool powers yeah like so many of the mutants are just oh they can control minds oh they can shoot energy <laughs> controlling minds is hard to do yeah in a movie and it, yeah it's not a very visual affair and Quicksilver is too powerful that's why they can't take him out the whole time yeah because he could have just solved that problem at the end say on the train if they took their, all their necklaces off or whatever he just would have just grabbed every single one of those guys and thrown them off the train it would have been done in yeah. about 10 seconds it would have been sorted that's why he's taken out but like I don't, like there are mutant there's every mutant power you can write any mutant power you want so why is it a dude who can grow his dreadlocks really long? <laughs> yeah, that was the guy. Do you know? <laughs> what about the... Um, who's the guy that can multiply himself? Every man? Or? Multiple man. Multiple man. Yeah. What do you do him. him? That would be really useful He in was that in the last stand. He was in the last stand. And he's he- actually... He's part of Magneto's crew. Yeah, and that effect was really good. Yeah, what did you... Uh, the Pyro guy? Pyro and Iceman. Put Py- them in. Iceman didn't get any looking at all. No, he didn't in these ones. No. But he did in Future Past. <laughs> because I think they're like, no, he doesn't appear until X-Men 1. But this timeline's so fucked up, you could just put him here now. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, they never... I don't think there was a time where they ever had the original X-Men roster all at once. Uh, no. I think they mixed and matched. Yeah. Because Cyclops didn't come until later on. Yeah. <laughs> you sound sad. This is the end of the X-Men franchise, Sean. For, yeah, for now. This is what they went out on. Let's say everyone just remember Days of Future Past and First Class. The good ones. If we could all just remember that one scene of First Class when Professor X and Magneto turn up to the bar and they say, we're making a team and Wolverine says, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we and need to remember. like, well. <laughs> fair enough. That's, that's fair. decided, so. Best cameo ever? Best cameo Best ever. Cameo um, ever. So how many Weetabix are we giving this? Oh, man, I'm, I am giving this off-brand Weetabix. And we recommended it to somebody. I'm not. No. I think this would be a bad way to introduce someone to the X-Men. Yeah. I think skip Apocalypse altogether. You could Watch that Magneto scene on YouTube. Yeah. Skip Apocalypse altogether. You could watch this, but go first class this, then Days of Future Past. Yeah, but that doesn't work because... You have to introduce the characters. Yeah, because Scott gets introduced in... Oh, my God. Apocalypse. Watch the first half of Apocalypse. First class... First half of Apocalypse. Get a degree in editing. Yes. Recut these movies. Recut the whole thing. Put them out as a 12-hour special. I wouldn't watch that. I wouldn't watch it either. <laughs> but I'd, I'd read the beats of it on YouTube. Yes. Um, so Weetabix. You're going off-brand Weetabix. Off-brand half Weetabix. Sour milk. I'm, go- I'm going one Weetabix, but only not a drop of milk. So not enough milk, not enough Weetabix. Oh, no. Like, there's something there, but it's just not there. Like. It's not as good as it could be. No. Um, do you want to do a weekly recommends? Do you have one? Uh, not really. I have an episode of something that I want to recommend, okay. but that's okay. Go um, for it. I'll take Put that funky tune in! <laughs> Great stuff. That was Excellent. as always perfect tune. Um, I my weekly recommend is uh, a Batman the animated series is it now? episode. Oh, not just a grand overview. <laughs> uh, it's an episode called Over the Edge, uh, which is an episode where 
things happen oh. and I do not want to spoil it I think there's only 20 minutes in it but you will be taken on a bit of a ride a bit of a journey a bit of a journey this is called Over the Edge um, it's from season 4 so it's from the newer season um, it's got Nightwing it's got Batman it's got Batgirl it's got Robin it's got Scarecrow it's got all the people oh. um, but I'm not going to tell you anything to spoil it uh, it's only 20 minutes you can find it uh, legally online excellent that's, that's the only way it's the only way to watch <laughs> anything <laughs> I actually have the DVD set so I can oh, I'll borrow them later <laughs> so I can watch whatever I want <laughs> um, what's your way recommend uh, it's a comic called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe oh good uh, it's really good and it's it, it's not even good because it's a Deadpool story it's just cool to see the ways to kill superheroes like to get around the writing that always makes them live like Wolverine you can't kill so Deadpool chains him up and has flamethrowers pointed at him right and anytime he has a heartbeat the flamethrowers activate fuck so he's just kept in a state of no heartbeat forever <laughs> holy shit he traps Kitty Pride in a mirror of course that's you what you would there's nothing to run out of yes uh, there's just a whole bunch of shit like that holy shit and he's evil basically the Deadpool is taken to a um, uh, psychological institution mm. and not about Deadpool has two thought bubbles they get rid of those and then it's just one voice right and that voice is just like what's the point if you're just a comic book character let's just kill everybody just kill everyone holy what shit what does it matter it's really cool oh, wait, what's it called Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe that's really good it's really really is it really new good. no it was, it was came out maybe five years oh, ago damn, I missed that I'll send it to you okay um, I have it legally. Good stuff. Uh, I've got the DVD box set inside. Nice. <laughs> um, so that is the end of Movie Mondays, ladies and gentlemen, for this week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Here's Fire Pod, the four at the number four. Facebook Here's Fire Podcast. Instagram Here's Fire Podcast. Uh, you can email us at Here's for Hire underscore at Outlook.com or dot IE. No, dot com. Dot com. Uh, the, the website itself we call just Here's for Hire dot IE if you want to look at that. Um, but all that stuff will be in the description as well so if you didn't listen to anything I just said just go there just read just read use your eyes if you can you idiots you cyclops <laughs> why don't you burn some paper with your eyes <laughs> got him yeah, <laughs> what did. are you cyclops what are you boring oh I'm sad <laughs> um, and as always oh yeah you can tune in on uh, Spotify, Spotify iTunes Podbean and Anywhere you get podcasts. We're on them all. We're on them all. Um, and most importantly, just tell one human being we exist because it really helps the podcast out. And, I mean, it's pretty cool to, to, to hear people go, I told my brother about you. And he listens. I'm like, your brother has poor chest. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for your family. He thinks less of you as a person now. <laughs> um, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Me. And we'll be back on Wednesday, guys. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.